We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Butting Heads Podcast, part of Ramstock Radio and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Steve Barrow. Here's us with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, it has officially been, what, one week since our last football game? How, how are you doing? How's, how's life in the offseason? Uh, pretty terrible, actually. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's kind of that awkward period where not a whole lot's going on except for the NBA and college basketball. Um, the hockey fans are throwing a fit right now. What's hockey? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I mean, me personally, I'm not a hockey fan. I did try. I'm sorry. I just can't get into it. Uh, but, but next month is baseball season. Yeah. My, uh, my beloved Marquette Golden Eagles, uh, had a big game last weekend. They Marquette was ranked number four. We walked into number one ranked UConn. I went out to a bar with some UConn friends to go watch it, and we lost by forty. So, ouch! <laughs> I was looking at the betting lines. Marquette was like plus two sixty. I was like, they're ranked fucking number four. Like, <laughs> how are they seven and a half point underdogs or whatever it was? Uh, Turns out Vegas was right. <laughs> they they usually they usually know what they're doing. Uh, in this case, they certainly knew better than me. Uh, so that was fun. So I might be done with college basketball for the year. <laughs> I, I can't even say anything because uh, my Bruins, you know, tried to beat Marquette earlier this season, and yeah, they they got spanked. So there's that. Marquette's good, man. I. Uh, UConn is just apparently really good. Uh, and then they go the next game and get blown out by Creighton. So, <laughs> it's just <sighs> insane, insane stuff. Uh, we are officially recording this the day after our beloved Derek and Mike over at Ramstock Radio returned to the podcast. Uh, Derek took the word off and off season pretty seriously. But he's back. Uh, some news today, though, as we were good, thought about recording yesterday. Glad we waited today because the Rams officially have parted ways with Brian Allen, who was our backup center this year. Uh, Allen, just to kind of recap what he did with the Rams, he was drafted in the fourth round of the 2018 draft, 111th overall. Now, Johnny, this fourth round pick, was acquired by the Rams in a trade. Can you name the player that they traded for this pick? 
Ooh. Uh, uh, was it Marcus Peters? It was not Marcus Peters. He was traded uh, at the same time they acquired Jalen Ramsey. It was Robert Quinn. Wow. Yeah. Little... It, it, seems, <laughs> it seems like forever ago that Quinn was on the Rams. Because Ryan Al was here for a long time, man. Uh, he, he was with this roster for quite a bit. Um, apologies. My audio sounds weird. I'm going to try and workshop this on the pod. Um, but Brian Allen with the Rams, 111th overall pick in 2018. As I said, he started 32 games with the Rams over five or six seasons, I guess, 2018. Yeah. Um, Half of those came in 2021. What did I just say? 2021? 2021, uh, the Super Bowl season where he started every single game at center, including the playoffs. Now, if you followed the Rams pretty intensely during this time, Brian Allen was not good before 2021, nor was he good after 2021. But he was pretty good in 2021 he's a guy who i feel like we've spent lots of time kind of knocking on this podcast but he was a contributor in a super bowl run played every game uh was not a liability during that run i would say he played fine he ended up getting a three-year 24 million dollar extension after that season and injuries got the best of him he gets hurt he loses his job to coleman shell and that's it uh, it was a pretty obvious cut. We kind of all saw it coming. He would have cost $8 million to keep on the team this year with the cut. They save $4.9 million while eating three, $3.5 million in dead cap. So uh, pretty obvious move here. But as much as we've ragged on the guy, he contributed to a Super Bowl championship for this team. And for a fourth-round pick, uh, he, he certainly could have been a lot worse. I would say this pick uh, was a solid pick to, to get a guy who could contribute during that stretch and for the most part be a fine depth piece. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I totally agree with you there. I, I think Brian Allen um, was an interesting player when you really look at his career with the Rams. Um but that contract extension was not a memorable extension that the Rams will, you know, want to remember for sure. But um, it's kind of understandable considering the season he had when the Rams went on the Super Bowl run. And unfortunately, it didn't pan out. And I, I, I suppose you can make an argument that um, part of the reason why it didn't work out is because the Rams wanted to focus more on the run um, and they needed a bigger body, which um, Coleman Shelton fit that description well, since he uh, could also play guard as well. Uh, whereas Brian Allen is a bit undersized when it comes to that matter. But ultimately, it can't pay uh, a backup center $8 million. No. So it made total sense. Although I have to say, Steve, am I just imagining things? But doesn't it seem a little soon for for the Rams to just outright? I mean, they pretty much said bye, and and there was like no indication, like um, at all. It was just like they they. In fact, the when I noticed it. I noticed a social media post off the Los Angeles Rams Twitter account that said, thank you, Brian Allen. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, wait, what's going on here? And then like about five minutes later, I see uh, the report actually come in that he was cut. Uh, I I think it's fine, personally. I There was, I don't know if you saw this, but there was some stuff about Justin Fields unfollowing the Bears on Instagram. And uh, I saw a quote from him, like, he, he explained why he did that. It was seemed reasonable. But he was basically like, 
I just want to know if I'm going to be on the team or if I'm going to get traded. Like, I don't want to sit here and be a maybe. Uh, and with Brian Allen, it, it listen, this, this is the most obvious move they were going to make this offseason. It would have been shocking if they didn't do this. So get it done quick. You know, like, I, I, I'm glad they just got this done quickly so that he can prep to sign with another team because he should be in the NFL next year. That'd be pretty wild if he was out of the league. That would really surprise me. So the, this is the best thing for him. This is the best thing for the Rams is to just not let this drag out. We all knew this was going to happen. It's not like Noteboom where I think Noteboom's also going to get cut. It wouldn't be shocking if by the time you're listening to this, Joe Noteboom is not on the team. But I think there's more nuance there um because and we've talked about this like if you lose kevin dotson there becomes a renewed case for keeping Noteboom on the roster like is he a better option than what's out there who knows uh but this one was obvious and even if you don't keep coleman shellen uh he's going to be an unrestricted free agent there, there's no world where brian allen's on the team unless they really restructured his contract and if i'm him i would wouldn't have restructured because you're you're getting three million dollars from the team anyways yeah that, that's entirely true and i i feel like with center this year it, it's going to be real interesting uh but if i had to guess they're probably going to just bring back coleman shelton i can't imagine a world where they they can't you know get him back for a reasonable amount of money so, yeah, I, I mean, if there is a, an opportunity, though, to um, upgrade the position, it would be this year, you know, um, maybe focusing that uh, during the, the NFL draft or uh, just depends on which route they want to go. But, I mean, Coleman Shelton was serviceable last year. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they re-signed Shelton on a short-term deal and draft the center in – day two or maybe the fourth round maybe the first round if somebody falls to them but i that would kind of surprise me so th- th- i mean this was obviously gonna happen and I-, I think it makes sense to to get it done uh i i would personally like to keep shelton but because i think we have big needs and big needs require money and they require draft capital and shelton might be free or close to free he probably won't be free, but uh, I don't expect him to command a big payday. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Speaking of paydays, Johnny, the franchise tag window is opening. Uh, I will say this. Ain't no fucking way anyone on the team gets franchise tagged. The listeners at home might be saying maybe Kevin Dotson. If you franchise tag Kevin Dotson, he costs $19.885 million. Ouch. Uh, Yeah, so he would be the third highest paid guard in the NFL. He's not getting franchise tagged. Uh, beyond him, I would say the only other guy who like you could even talk yourself into as a tag candidate is Jordan Fuller, who also I don't know what the salary would be for him as a safety, but I there's no way. Uh, so I think we're sitting this out, and I don't think we've correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've franchised anybody since Tremaine Johnson, right? 
Joiner, maybe? When was Joiner? Uh, no, I think Tremaine Johnson was was after was uh, after uh, Joiner. I, th- I could I th- be wrong. I think Joiner was on the the first Super Bowl run. Yeah, I think so too. Uh wow, it was that long ago. Our pals at the Rams Wire wrote an article about this last year. Uh, so yeah, Lamarcus Joyner in 2018 was the last time they franchised Tremaine Johnson two years in a row, 2016, 2017. Um, those were the only times it's been used under Les Snead. The times before that, OJ Tagway, my guy, uh, 2009. Wow. Uh, Orlando Pace in 03 and 04, Kevin Carter, 01. Uh, so it's, yeah, well, basically over the last, what, 15-ish years since Atagwe, we've used it three times, and it was over the span of three years. Uh, this is not the year. I think next year, when Ernest, if Ernest Jones doesn't get an extension, you know, depending on the cap space situation, that could be a candidate. Um, you look at, like, down – this is a bit down the road, but Kyron Williams, if he keeps up, could be a tag candidate. Uh, but like the Rams, it's weird because they've they never extend defensive players and they always extend offensive players. And as a result, they never use a franchise tag uh, except since Joiner at least. Since so since McVay's been here, they've they pretty much used it twice, and it was in his first two years. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I think part of the reason as well is because. Les Need has been a guy that's pretty much on top of extensions when it's when he deems them worthy enough to to offer an extension with, you know, especially with uh, his offensive players. Yeah, he's, um, he's pretty fast and loose with who deserves an extension. Yes, and uh, like I said, a good a bad thing. Um, good good thing when you retain guys like a, like a Cooper Cup or you know, someone to that extent, uh, not so good when you're looking at, you know, guys like a Joseph Noteboom or, uh, actually, no, I take that back. Noteboom actually made sense. Um, who else? Uh, I think long and hard about it. I'm pretty sure I could come up with a couple. <laughs> are, are you saying, uh, guys who have been extended instead of franchise? Yes. Uh, well, well, it's weird because I think like Cooper Cup got extended while under contract. Robert Woods got extended while under contract. Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, uh, they got extended while under contract. I think Stafford was under contract when he got his new deal. Uh, Jalen Ram was Jalen Ramsey under contract when he got extended. He might have been. I I can't remember. Aaron Donald, obviously. Um. We haven't really had, like, in the, since, you know, in the last, like, four or five years, I feel like everybody's been, like, anyone who's hit free agency pretty much has left, except for, like, we didn't franchise Dante Fowler, but he got a one-year deal, right? And then he left. Um, Leonard Floyd got re-signed. So, yeah, it's, it's there have been guys, like, Leonard Floyd probably would have been a guy who, was definitely a franchise tag guy, but they gave him a they gave him a pretty hefty payday. Von Miller, they tried to pay and dodged a bullet <laughs> there, man. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, the I, I still don't understand that contract. I wasn't well. They were they were a win now team, and now I mean they still are, but the Bills are. Certainly in, in cap hell at the moment. Yep, can, we know it well. Can you name, I'm looking at the franchise tag list, besides kicker and punter, what position do you think has the lowest franchise tag for this season? For this season? Yeah, like, um, like for example, quarterback is the highest at $36 million. The lowest is oh. $11.3 million. Oof, I would probably say safety. Safety is sixteen point two million, which is 
crazy. And it's still wow. it's still the wow. third lowest. Um, the second lowest is twelve. The lowest is eleven point three. It's pretty obvious if you think about it. Like, what's the lowest running position? Back? Yeah, running back. Uh, which is okay. nuts because yeah. that's probably the only position that's gone down. Like, I, I bet that's gone down over the last couple of years. That's insane, man. <laughs> I. I... It didn't seem that long ago where you can still probably franchise a guy for under ten million, and now you can't at all. That's that's insane. It's Saquon Barkley. I don't think the Giants are going to franchise him because they're working themselves into a cap predicament. But you could franchise him for twelve point one million dollars, and that's a boosted franchise tag because he was franchised last year. Like that's that's crazy. <laughs> like for Saquon Barkley, uh, you can. Just, I mean, it's, it's me up, man. Yeah, I, I don't think we need it. I mean, we're out of the running back market like that. But, um, yep, I would have been happy to pay him twelve million dollars if Kyron didn't break out. Uh, so yeah, sixteen point two million. There is no way that they consider Jordan Fuller. That's. I don't know if they no. resign him at half that price. No, I, I would not pay eight million for Jordan Fuller. <laughs> I, I think somebody will. I think that's probably what he's worth, like a three-year, twenty-four million dollar deal. But I don't think we're gonna do it. Uh, that'd be that. I, I wouldn't. I, I like I like Jordan Fuller. I think he's a cool dude and all. But uh, uh, to pay him eight million a season, I just feel like the Rams are they they know how to draft safeties. But they don't know how to draft cornerbacks. I I still don't understand that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's you're right. They it was 2012 at this point. That was Lesney's first year when they drafted Janoris Jenkins and um, Tremaine Johnson, and that's really the last good cornerbacks they've drafted. Right? Like I, Lamarcus Joyner. Uh, he switched to safety, but he was obviously a hit. Like, that's it, man. Like, David Long didn't work out. I don't think Darius Williams was drafted, right? No, I think he was an undrafted free agent. Yeah, that, yeah, he, he wasn't drafted. Um, I and don't then, think Troy Hill was drafted. Was Troy Hill drafted? Uh, no, I believe he was an undrafted free agent also. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> it is pretty insane, man. They've... They've whiffed I mean, there's David Long, Robert Rochelle, and now these recent guys and the Kobe Durant and Darian Kendrick. Not a good, uh, not a good bunch. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna skim through their draft history quick. Uh, jury's out on Trey Tomlinson, but yeah, David Long, Robert Rochelle, Kobe Durant, Darian Kendrick, like you said. Um. I mean, even if uh, Tomlinson doesn't work out, I can accept that because he was a sixth-round pick. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. And he, it, for a sixth-round pick with that guy's resume, um, you make that every time. Yeah, since since Joiner, man, uh, it's pretty crazy how well they drafted cornerbacks under Snead or under Fisher. Um, but I guess that was more of his his wavelength. Yeah, we we definitely that that's got to be one of the biggest focuses going uh, going forward, and we'll we'll have uh, plenty of episodes to talk about that. But uh, yeah, cornerback has to be a top priority because I don't know if we can go another season with with basically the same. Cornerback uh, core, just no, no way. No. You you you're aiming to be a contender. You cannot contend with this this cornerback core. Um, they they are just begging to get abused. It's you have the space to fix it this year. You have to fix it. Um, some franchise tag guys to watch out for um, at cornerback and and. Um, at defensive back, Antoine Winfield and Jalen, J- Antoine Winfield Jr. for the Bucks, Jalen Johnson 
uh, cornerback for the Bears, Josh Allen, edge rusher for the Jags, uh, Brian Burns, edge rusher for the Panthers. I would say those are the guys that if they don't get tagged, the Rams would target. Um, and so if you're if you're keeping an eye on the franchise tags, that's what I'd look out for. Daniel Hunter for the Vikings cannot get tagged. Uh, edge rusher over there, I think a guy that the Rams will target if assuming that Brian Burns and Josh Allen's get tagged. Um, but I would will. say, yeah, like if what'd you say? And they will. Yeah, yeah. If Brian Burns doesn't get tagged and the Rams don't offer him a gigantic contract, I would be shocked. But I think he'll I, be tagged. I, I'd love to to have well. Uh, my top choice would absolutely be Josh Allen, but um, there's no way the Jags are are not going to tag him. And Brian Burns, I think, would be a solid option as well. But, um, yeah, he's going to get tagged again. There's no doubt about it. $36.3 million, Johnny. At that price, would you tag Baker Mayfield? No. <laughs> no. I mean, so I, I gotta you gotta give Baker Mayfield his props because you know what he he had a mixed result uh, when he was with the Rams last uh, well in twenty uh, twenty two um, he had mixed results didn't look all that great to feel confident enough to give him a long term deal which is why the Bucks don't have a long term deal with him and then he comes into Tampa Bay. And looks like a pretty damn good quarterback, you know. Um, but do I want to pay him thirty six million? No, no, not not for a franchise tag. But even if you were to sign him to a, a, a because I imagine he's going to get a long term deal. At the very least, he's getting a three year contract because there will be a team that's going to offer him a long term deal. Um. So you got to imagine that he's still going to get paid, but how much more, uh, how much is he going to, are they going to save from that 36 million? That's, that's the crazy part about it. That is the quarterback league. That is the NFL. Yeah. And the bucks have a weird cap space situation. Like you probably want to try and lock him up on like a similar deal to the Seahawks signed Geno Smith last year, which I think was like three years, seventy-five million, and you probably want to try and backload that a little bit, um, so you could have some flexibility to play this year. Because you can get at, like if you're going to keep Baker, you might as well try and keep him for more than one year. And if you keep him for more than one year, you probably don't have to pay him thirty-six million dollars a year. Uh, but who knows, man? It's a quarterback-driven league, and it's a weird league. Uh, I'm excited to see who gets tagged, especially there's a there's a pretty big crop of wide receivers, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, uh, Mike Evans, that are all tagged candidates. We're not getting any of those guys, but no, I'm interested to see where they go. Do you think that Legereus Need is gonna get tagged? <sighs> like, yeah. Uh, well, well, it's hard have, to say because they have Chris Jones too. Exactly. So that's why it's kind of interesting. And another thing to consider is the Chiefs are kind of in cap hell also. So it's like, which one do you tag if if you can't make a long-term contract with, with either of these guys? I don't think they – I think one of them is going to go. And if it, one of them goes, it's going to be Sneed. Yeah. I I think it would be Sneed. Um yeah, he may he may hit the market, and we should be interested. I, I'm I'm rubbing my hands together, man. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, holy crap, we we could absolutely use him. And like, if you're the Chiefs, man, I I know these aren't the same player, but like, you got rid of Tyree Kill and then won two consecutive Super Bowls, and you didn't, like you didn't really even replace him. You signed no. you signed Juju Smith, and then the next year you drafted Rashi Rice, uh, who's a nice player, but like 
you pretty much got rid of Tyreek Hill, didn't replace him, and you won the Super Bowl back-to-back years. So if anyone's feeling confident about letting good players go and just figuring it the fuck out on the fly, like, <laughs> they have every reason to believe they could do it because they've done it. Ty- Tyreek Hill was an MVP candidate this year, and That's they true. won the Super Bowl anyways. At the same time, though, that was on the offensive side of the ball. And you have Patrick Mahomes, who is definitely like this generation's uh, best quarterback. Uh, you could even make an argument that he's probably the best offensive player of this generation. Um, I, he's probably the, the best player of this generation, period. Oh, there you go. So I, at least with the offensive side of the ball, you could probably get away. I, I mean, not probably. They did get away with uh, not replacing Tyreek Hill. So that's fine. But at some point, you know, your defense, I don't know if there is a replacement for Chris Jones, who is one of the best defensive linemen in football right now. And Sneed, you could probably get away with it, but you're not feeling confident with the cornerbacks that they're going to have without Sneed. So interesting development there for Kansas City. But like you said, you got one of one of the best, if not the best coach in football. And then, of course, Mahomie. <laughs> yeah, you have a generational coach. You have a generational quarterback. Uh, and you are pretty clearly the best run organization in football right now. Like, yeah. I, there's no, there's no debating it. Um, and like, even if you look at their books, like, they they have some guys they need to resign, obviously. But like, they can cut Marquez Valdez Scantling and save twelve million dollars. Like, they they have moves they can make. Um, <laughs> they they're probably as insane as it sounds due to give Patrick Mahomes a raise. Because even though he signed that insane $500 million contract a couple of years ago, like he's like, as far as his average yearly salary, <laughs> it might be underpaid. Um, so you never know what they do there. If they need to free up money to just like restructure his contract and give him some crazy deal. But like, God, man, must be nice. Uh, not that we can complain that much, but. They got it nice. Dude, he, how can you have a $500 million contract and be underpaid? It, That's it, insanity, it, man. Because that, I mean, what if the average of that deal would be $50 million a year? I mean, like you, um, players make more than that right now, right? And, he should be the highest paid quarterback in the league. There's no question. He's the best. Uh, it, yeah, I tried searching it on spot track, but it's what they're giving me is not accurate. Um, let's take a quick break here and talk about our pals at prize picks. Prize picks is our favorite daily fantasy app. It is, even though football is over, you got basketball and you got other sports on there. And if you want to just, you know, if you're sitting down to watch sports, if you're at a bar with friends, if you're just bored uh, and want to have some fun, Prize Picks is the place to be, man. Uh, you, the way Prize Picks works, if you don't know already, is Prize Picks provides you with some stat lines for players, um, and you basically all you have to do is pick more or less of the stat line that they're giving you, and um, you pick a bunch of players based on like, hey, is LeBron going to make more than th- two and a half threes tonight? Yes or no. You pick LeBron. You pick a couple other NBA players. You put those picks together, and then if they all hit, you win money. It doesn't matter what other players on the app are doing. If your picks hit, you walk away with a payday. It's that simple. Uh, and best of all, if you haven't signed up yet and you want to get in the action, you can use our code RAMSTALK, R-A-M-S-T-A-L-K, 
for a first deposit match up to $100. So if you put in $100, bucks, you are going to have $200 to play with. And knowing our listeners, you guys are smart. Uh, I would imagine you would be good at this. Um, yeah. So get to prizepicks.com or download the PrizePix app. Use promo code RAMSTALK for a first deposit match up to $100. Now let's start to another sponsor quick and get back to the show. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, according to Over the Cap, as far as annual quarterback salaries, Patrick Mahomes is the eighth highest paid quarterback in the league. So oh. <laughs> that doesn't add up. Right behind Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> you hear the names Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, and you just can't help but laugh. Yeah, the top four is is Burrow, Herbert, Jackson, Hurts. So, um, and then Wilson, Murray, Watson, Mahomes, Allen. So, oh my God, <sighs> yeah, it's insanity that. Wilson and Watson are even there, but <laughs> I, I appreciate that you showed a little respect to Kyler Murray right there. I do appreciate that. You know, I I don't think Murray's that bad of a quarterback. I nah, don't. He's, he's overpaid, but not yes. in the fashion that twenty twenty four Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson are. No, definitely not. And. The thing is, too, I I look at the Cardinals franchise as a whole, just not. I, I mean, it's rough, man. It, it <laughs> I I can't even imagine like he has zero protection. His best player was basically his best weapon was uh, probably James Conner, not even Hollywood Brown. That's insanity. Greg Dorch. <sighs> they yeah. though like. If they add a receiver, um, which they have the fourth pick, I think they are praying that Marvin Harrison Jr. falls to them. And I think it's possible. Uh, Right now it's Chicago, Washington, New England in the top three. I think it's safe to say the, the only way I think it wouldn't happen is if the Bears trade back with one of those two teams keep Justin Fields and draft Marvin Harrison. Uh, but I would say the lock of the century if he falls to four to Arizona. And then you have, I think Hollywood Brown's a free agent, right? He is. Uh, but you still have Marvin Harrison Jr. And you have Trey McBride, who looked really good last year. Uh, you have true. James Conner. Yeah, he looked great. Um, I think he's going to have a big year. You have James Conner, who I know you threw some shade there, but Played really well. Is definitely a solid running back. Um, if Brown walks, I'm assuming they would sign, like, not these players specifically, but, like, if you draft Marvin Harrison, um, you're probably looking at getting, like, a Michael Thomas, Tyler Boyd-type guy who just can catch the ball reliably. Uh, I, I, I think they're going to be okay. I, actually, I, I could see them turning it around if, if Murray develops like and he needs to develop because he's getting paid like an elite quarterback he's got to keep making steps to becoming one that's true i i do think that um getting marvin harrison jr might not be as locked down as you might think 
somebody could jump him, yeah, if... Well, it's I, not only that. I mean, the Patriots could absolutely pursue yeah. him as well. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be telling to see if any of those teams sign a quarterback. Um, but we'll see. It's going to be a Makes fuck me draft season, man. I got him. And the Chargers have the fifth pick. So, like... They do? If... If he somehow makes it to five, man. He's not making it to five. Yeah, that would be that would be insane if if they if they drafted him. We wanted to talk about the the Rams have basically finalized their coaching staff. There might be one or two other hires, but uh we're gonna run through the list of guys here and Johnny, I'll let you chime in if you have any thoughts on these guys. Uh, we've talked about Chris Shula, who was promoted to the defensive coordinator, and Jeff Smith, who was hired as the new defensive line and run game coordinator, replaced the departing Eric Henderson. Uh, the Rams added former St. Louis Rams Dave Ragone as their quarterbacks coach. Uh, he has spent the last three years in Atlanta as offensive coordinator under Arthur Smith. So... You know, the resume is hard to be impressed with, but uh, I'm not going to blame him for it. depends how much you blame Arthur Smith, and I blame him a lot. Uh, but certainly over the last three years, the Falcons have not developed quarterbacks well and not ran their offense well. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the crazy part about all of that is I I actually recognize the name and I, I couldn't for the life of me recall where I remembered the name. And then I, I read the article introducing him. And yes, he was actually a former M. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Brief stint in the 2006 offseason in St. Louis. Uh, played his college ball at Louisville. Um, I'm not going to sit here and complain about a quarterback's coach hire. You know? No. Nope. Uh, previously, it- he was the quarterback's coach with the Chicago Bears when they drafted Mitch Trubisky. Oof. So... Um, you know it's the Sean McVay show anyway. Yeah, yeah. We will see. We will see how that one plays out. Uh they also just to, to keep with this theme, they also signed hired Rob Calabresi as an offensive assistant. He has spent the last three years as the Jets quarterbacks coach. So uh, you know. Again, I'm glad these guys are getting second chances in a competent situation because that was also not a not a good job. Yeah, I mean, working with Zach Wilson has its challenges. <laughs> Man, uh, I'm. Do you know how to pronounce this guy's name here, Nate? Shilhas? Shilhasi? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> uh, he was hired as their pass game specialist. Uh, he spent last year as Iowa State's offensive coordinator. Uh, he's only 33 years old. He spent six years on the Iowa State staff. Previously, before that, he played quarterback at Illinois and then coached at Illinois for a little bit. Uh, I like this ad, you know, just a kind of a, a mystery. I, I did not look up how Iowa State's offense was last year, but uh, clearly a guy who at 33 seems like he's making an impression to get this job. Uh, I mean, home of uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. Yep. That's home a good of point. Brock Purdy. Uh, John Stryker as, and this is, I'm, apparently his job title coordinator of football strategy. He had a weirdly titled role under Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. Um, I don't really have anything to add for him. 
Now, my my two favorite names on the list, Johnny, by far. Uh, we hired as our assistant special teams coach, Chili Davis. <laughs> I'm in. I don't need to know anything else. Uh, he spent 2023 as Kansas State's special teams quality control coach. Uh, he's been coaching miscellaneous roles in college for about a decade. Listen, man, it can't get worse. So uh, I'm excited to, to bring in another fresh face here. You know, the interesting thing is, and when I heard the name Chili Davis, I the the player that I immediately think of is a baseball player from the Angels, from a like the eighties, nineties era. Yeah, and, that's and what at, came up when I Googled him. At, at first that's who I thought they were talking about. I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> but turns out it is a different person. I'm like, interesting, Chili Davis. All right, why not? Chili Davis, three time World Series champ. So good for that, <laughs> Chili Davis. Um I'm assuming he's no of of no relation. <laughs> I I would love to think that they're related somehow. <laughs> they also hired Greg Williams as inside linebacker coach. Now, for those at home confused, this is Greg Williams with one G, not with two G's, not the famed former Rams defensive coordinator. Uh, and alleged mastermind behind Bounty Gate. We don't know for sure if it was him or the head coach of the team. Uh, you know, everyone's blaming on the assistant and not the head coach, but hey, that's your prerogative, man. They both got suspended. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, Greg Williams, our, our new Greg Williams, was the Packers pass game coordinator last year after uh, four years as a cornerback's coach in Arizona. He's been in the league since 08. Um, Packers had a pretty good defense last year. So uh, coming in at inside linebacker coach, replacing, well, filling Chris Shula's role, who's now the defensive coordinator. So an interesting hire that I could get excited about. Yeah. Um, I The funny thing is when I first saw it, I'm like, I, I really hope that's not a typo. And then I looked and I was like, oh, okay, good. It's not a typo. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's so crazy. Uh, another Greg Williams on the defensive side of the ball. I may have made that typo before. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I'm sure we all have. We are going to talk a lot of offseason stuff and next week um hopefully have more updates about the cap situation about guys franchise tag around the league i did want to ask johnny because this this was coming up uh a lot and as we continue to take walks down memory lane here the um the chiefs won the super bowl and it started to come up as to why steve spagnolo who has been their defensive coordinator for quite some time uh, I think on all the Super Bowl teams, he's been there, right? Since they hired what's his face, Randy Reed. What's his face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that. Um, I think he's been there for the majority of since Andy Reed has been there. Yeah. Uh, so, I Kevin Demoff, our our guy Kevin Demoff, uh, he tweeted a a long little. Uh, thread on Twitter about why he thinks it's well past time Spags gets another opportunity. Here's what he said. He said, the team and organization he inherited in St. Louis was a mess. Nobody could have had success, yet he changed the staff and the culture, and players believed an amazing human. Uh, to expand on why, here are reasons he gave. Uh, hired in January 29, 2009, and the team was put up for sale in spring 2009, Inherited a team that went three and thirteen in 07 and two and fourteen in 08. Inherited a salary cap mess in final year uh, of the CBA with restrictive rules and an aging roster. Uh, outperformed expectations in 2010, which is true. Uh, and if you look at that 2010 roster in hindsight, kind of a fucking miracle that they won seven games. 
uh, only to have a, two, a lockout in 2011 and no offseason to build upon that success. Uh, now, this is the only point here I disagree with Johnny. Hired a terrific offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniels who didn't meet players <laughs> or install offense until training camp. That hampered Sam Bradford tremendously. Well, Kev, if that's what you think was the reason it didn't work out, that's cute. Uh, new ownership was approved in August 2010 in the final weeks of the preseason, and then had lockout preventing improvements. Injuries played the 2011 team, and 23 players from that team never played another down in the NFL. Maybe, just maybe, he deserves a real shot. Um, and then he said he was hired after, blah, blah, blah. So interesting points, the Josh McDaniels insanity aside here. Uh, I, I'm i on the fence here. Like, I think, does Steve Spagnuolo deserve another shot? Absolutely. If you were an owner, would you hire him as your head coach? Like, I don't know. And it's not a knock on him. It's just a – Wade Phillips was a incredible – defensive coordinator's whole career and he was briefly a head coach and it didn't go that great and he inherited a much better situation than steve spagnola and his credit had a lot of success but like some guys really are just defensive coordinators and there's definitely been worse coaches hired than steve spagnola over the last couple years many of them but i just feel like if you're and a, and a lot of this happened when, like, the recent, like, the commanders hired Dan Quinn, and everyone was like, this is an incredibly mediocre hire. Like, I don't really see hiring C. Spagnolo like, invigorating your fan base. You know what I mean? Even if, like, I do think he, in theory, should be a head coach again, because he certainly earned the opportunity. I, I mean, the way I look at it is... If I'm a NFL owner and I'm looking for a new head coach, even though the qualifications are certainly there for Steve Spagnuolo, on paper he certainly looks like the uh, a candidate worth uh, pursuing as a head coach. But the knowledge of the job he did as as a head coach, it, it just screams that he wouldn't make a good. Uh, head coach and that's not a knock at all it's just that some guys are destined to be coordinators and there's no problem with that we've seen it countless times with uh coordinators and they go back to being a coordinator at their respective spot and they they thrive again and that's literally what we just described with spagnolo uh, i mean another guy that comes to mind is like a dick lebeau another guy that was a much better defensive coordinator than he was a head coach. Mm -hmm. So, you know, things like that. I, I mean, does he deserve a, another opportunity? Sure. But I, I honestly would be very hesitant if I'm a, if I'm a owner. He's also 64. Like, <laughs> not like he's got plenty of juice left in the tank, but as, as hiring a head coach, like, 64-year-old Steve Spagnola is not that exciting. Um, I will say he became defensive coordinator of the Chiefs in 2019. So he's been here for every Super Bowl they made him one, which is you know, ridiculously impressive. But even like we saw, and I think he gets this is, I don't even know like how related this can really be, but we saw what happened with Eric Bieniemy this year, like he left Kansas City for a lateral job because he would have more say over the offense in Washington. And if he turned that around, you know, in theory, if he did a great job there, it could lead to a head coaching job. And he did a pretty bad job, and now he's not in coaching a team right now, right? So it's it's also just a great system. But I think he, I think Eric Bieniemy should get some credit for what he did in Kansas city, but like he left and they won the super bowl and they weren't winning super bowls before Spags got there. Would you, okay. So this is a slightly different question, but, and mind you, I, I don't even know if a head, 
or a coordinator would even be interested in this. If you're an NFL owner and you're like, you know, I, I want Steve Spagnuolo to be my defensive coordinator. Do you reach out to Steve Spagnuolo and say, I want you to coach my defense. Uh, let me uh, pay you more. Is that something that as an NFL owner, you would be interested in? Yeah, but I think he would, unless you were paying him a, on, like, he would be the perfect guy to do exactly what Wade Phillips did in 2017. Like, if you hire a Sean McVay type who is just like this complete unknown, um, like, offensive mastermind and you need a, a seasoned hand on the defensive side, yeah, I throw a shitload of money at Spags. Uh, but I don't. I think the Chiefs would just match whatever he was getting offered, because like I would. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> like it, it's not broke, and they if he's gonna stay there until he retires, pay the fucking man whatever he wants, uh, along with Andy Reid, because my God, man, they are just a well-oiled machine. Why did the Eagles let him go again? Eh. It, it, I, it's tough because, like, it felt like it was time, but also, I, I don't know. They did win a Super Bowl, you know, but they've also had three coaches since then. Yeah. Three, right? What's-his-face took over after, <laughs> do you remember who they hired to replace Andy Reid? Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly, yep. That's what's insane is that they got rid of Andy Reid and hired Chip Kelly, man. Who took a demotion this season so he didn't have to coach the UCLA Bruins. <laughs> Wait, really? He's not? Where did he go? He left the UCLA Bruins. Uh, there, His cush job as a head coach for the Bruins to be the offensive coordinator for the Ohio State what? Buckeyes. Yeah. He literally took a demotion. Interesting. <laughs> like, you know, you said, like, was he not, he wasn't, like, forced out? Like, he just straight up dipped to take a worse job? I mean, he kind of, he kind of had a, uh, the Bruins, you know, cash strapped for a while because they, the Bruins paid him a lot, uh, well, a lot for a public school anyway. And, you know, they, they couldn't move on from him because, Clearly, the two were not compatible. And, you know, so they the Bruins, they, they were stuck. If they tried to move on, they still have to pay him. And, you know, this is a public university, so they, they don't have that kind of money. So they, they were initially stuck with the guy. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I, I will buy out my contract for $1.5 and take a demotion. That's so nuts. I I didn't I didn't realize any of that happened. And he went to uh he's coaching under Ryan Day, who is like a Chip Kelly coaching tree member. Yeah, exactly. So uh interesting. Very very, very interesting there. And uh I, I'm I'm grateful, don't get me wrong, because uh while I think Chip Kelly has his qualities, uh uh, uh college football coach he is not because he does not recruit yeah that's that's a nice cushy gig uh in ohio state for him and probably still handsomely paid oh yeah no doubt about it man what a weird career that guy's had all right we have veered off so far um anything else before we wrap up uh, just, uh, looking forward to baseball that much closer, that much closer. We still have like over a month. You know what? Don't rain on my parade, man. It's raining enough in California as it is. <laughs> All right, man. Well, follow us on Twitter at Steve Ribeiro at Johnny five, not six at talk Rams. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Goodbye. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.